A lot of great dialogue on today's Web3 Made Easy, where we broke down the CBDC situation globally, how people feel about the macro economy, what we're looking at from NFTs across a variety of chains, including Pulse, HBAR, Bitcoin, and everything in between, as well as what we think is going to happen next cycle when it does eventually come around for things like the Solana and ETH NFT ecosystem. There's always a bunch of great dialogue Monday to Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday to Thursday, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, if you want to tune into the episodes live at Easy Eats Bodega on Twitter. And shout out to the title sponsor of all the content, HelloMoon.io giving us analytics, giving us data, helping us navigate the entirety of the Solana ecosystem all completely for free. And if you want totally free NFTs, no gas, no wallet needed, go to the nifty.com backslash claim and get the password almost daily at nifty portal, N-I-F-T-Y-P-O-R-T-A-L on Twitter. Enter that in, enjoy a totally free NFT, but let's dive into the episode. What is going on, Web3 ecosystem? We are back again with another episode of Web3 Made Easy, breaking down what we're buying, what we're selling, where we're making money, where we're losing money, and everything in between. Talking about a whole bunch of good stuff. Uh, we had a few things about PSYOP. I'm over PSYOP. I think it's stupid. It's dumb. I want no part of it. I'm done with the stupid thing. Just launch the damn token so it can promptly go to zero. But uh, there was a bunch of AMAs, I guess, a bunch of yelling, a bunch of bullshit today about it. Supposedly, it's, there was a tweet about 4.20 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And I know the guy doesn't want to dox his location, but using MST is quite a telling sign that you're probably in that region because who the hell else uses it? So, hey, is what it is. On top of that, we have Kobe doing a trading challenge where he doesn't actually trade NFTs. He just exchanges them with other people, peer-to-peer style. He started with a .08 Badger and is now up to 70th. So I guess having a Twitter following certainly can help some challenges like that. It's absolutely absurd. Bitcoin Ordinal is still getting some action. Solana NFT is getting a little bit of volume. Still some blood in the streets, but some projects are getting some legs. Every single Milady derivative is still moving on the Ethereum side of things. And I think people are just waiting at this point if they're still here. So certainly some drama, certainly some chaos, certainly some interesting takes, some fun things on the timeline. I'm glad we got the whole gang here. I know Bunny's under the weather, so I'm going to try not to pass to him too much. And hopefully he's feeling better in no time. But let's get right into the action. Shout out the title sponsor of all the content, hellomoon.io. Giving us analytics, giving us data, helping us navigate the entirety of the Solana ecosystem. All completely for free. And as we take a look at the data right now, we're up 14% on daily volume at the moment. So we will happily take that. Sitting at 78K, nice little ramp from this morning, nice little ramp from yesterday as well. Magic Eden doing 41% of volume at 33K. Tensor at 39% of the volume at 30K. Hadeswap ramping up with the announcement that ABC is moving to Bitcoin ordinals, that they've now released a path to bridge those over. Who could have possibly seen this coming? But the price action is up 2X from their lows. So kudos to them doing something because now it seems like people are eager and excited. Solsi at 0% of market share, but two and a half Solana volume, a whopping $60. The one month total is sitting at 3.5 million, down 0.75%, but not too shabby. Mad Lad's pulling back slightly at 56. Heist pulling back slightly at 11 flat. Oogie at 13. ABC up to 37 and a half. Klanosaurus at 53 with the announcement as well that if you pre ordered a Saga phone, the Solana phone, they got two new species coming out. I believe it's a 2,000 supply hitting the blockchain, and a bunch of people are excited about that. Gotta love some more dinos running around. Now it'll be even more difficult to get a full set when it comes to them running dinosaurs. 
So kudos to them continuing to drop some dope stuff. I'm excited to see the new dinos on the blockchain. Okay, Bears down to 50.65. Oogie Pods at 15. SMBs down to 170. Famous Fox at 55. And Sharky Fied just a smidge under 20. As we pivot over to the open seas, the Invisible Friends collectibles appear to have minted out. So to all them haters who said these things ain't going to sell, they sold. Put that in your juice box. Suck it. I'm mad I didn't get one. The 8-inch ones were hey, only hey, yeah. The eight-inch ones were only 0.09 ETH. I definitely like now that I think about it, I would have bought one of them damn things. 0.09 is not even too shabby. What it could look nice next to my cost statues, my bear bricks. Man, I'm pissed. But hey, we'll take it for what it is. As we look at the trending collections, I love to look at the one-hour trending because it's just filled with garbage. There's nothing better than looking at that. Turbo Toads leading the charge with a whopping two ETH volume, sitting pretty at 0.01 ETH. Malad makers, not to be confused with Malady makers, at 0.05 ETH. Board Malady makers at 0.09 ETH. Save Souls at 0.07. Malady Columbia at 0.24. Reaps at 0.05. Heavy Metal at just a smidge under 1 ETH. Mal Loudy makers, the cats, at 0.01 ETH. Pixelady makers at 0.3 ETH. I wasn't lying when I said it's basically every goddamn thing. Yeah, fuck. Over to the top collections. Board Apes at 48. Milady Maker, the actual one, at 5.1 ETH. Mutant Apes at 10. Odie Force looking pretty at 1.56. Board Ape Kennel Club at 4.2. Captains at 8.8. D-Gods at 8.62. Pudgy Penguins with some positive price action on their toy announcement today, releasing the limited edition Shark Toys on the network app, about to break 5 ETH. Let's get right into it. Bunny, Frisk, Manny, how we living? I'm just here so I don't get fined. You sound terrible. Holy shit. Why are you here, dude? Go go to sleep. Uh, he doesn't want to get fired. I want to fire him, dude. He's got a couple more sick days. I could leave. Yeah, you can leave. You can leave. <laughs> okay. Well, he left. Frisk, how are we living? Thank I that, that he sounded that awful. was terrible, he dude. He sounded so sick, dude. I think I got him sick somehow. I feel terrible for him. That was me like two weeks ago. I was like, like, dude, I I can't do this show right now. That's insane. Um, wow. Uh, everyone, go go DM Bunny. Make sure he and, and DM Bunny get well soon. Y'all heard him. You heard how bad it is. Y'all need to go DM him right now and say get well soon, like right now. Anyways, uh, GM. I was on a jet ski today. How was it? I had fun. You're, you're living dude, the Miami cool. life, dude. I'm such a tourist right now. Like, I'm such a tourist, but it's I'm, I'm having a good time. But I think tomorrow I'm going to try and hit up, like, like the city and stuff. I'm going to try and go to some Bitcoin events if possible. Because um, I know there's, there's some stuff going on um, that's going on. And I want to I wanna meet the people. Yeah, dude. It's it's. I don't know how I feel about a lot of the stuff that's happening right now. Like, it's kind of crazy that a meme coin is getting more attention right now from at least what i'm at least on my timeline than the entire ledger situation that's kind of a wild thing to me but it's also really interesting because it opens up like a whole ethical question about like how do we become like when the biggest faces in the nft space and the shitcoin space and trading space are promoting these kinds of tokens what kind of precedence does it set for people wanting to enter the space in any capacity because easy you put out a tweet today that i couldn't agree with more and i i stand by it People aren't discovering crypto through Twitter. They're discovering it through their friends, through Facebook. I discovered it through YouTube, personally. And I think a lot of people are the same way as well, too. And so when we have one of the biggest YouTubers in the world 
who has this kind of a spark and is a lot and, and like it, it has this sort of domino effect well it, it, i don't know it's it's weird that being said i think any any bit of news in the space that can garner four thousand people to listen concurrently to a man and like discuss why he deserves seven million dollars and explain it to thread guy and malik i think there's some sort of bullish case in that i i can't stress that enough i agree with you i'm over psyop i don't give a shit anymore like let it trade for a few days Let's have fun, and honestly, it'll just that that will end the mark. That will be the mark of like shitcoin season ending. It'll be over after that. We're done. We can move on. Finally, I think we're all waiting for this. Just get it the fuck over with. I don't care. I hope everyone makes money. That's not the reality, but I really do hope people make money on this because it's it's it's, it's kind of wild. But as far as an attention standpoint goes, yeah, I I think it's actually kind of a, a like a cool thing seeing this many people rally around. I know there's four fucking thousand people in NFTs anymore. But it seems like it's all like obviously these shit coins are different, but like if this many people showing up to talk about it and stuff, it's kind of wild. So I, I like to think of it as a good thing, and I think it is, like maybe not inherently a good thing, like like economically or like value wise, but from an attention standpoint and a content standpoint, I think that there's a lot there to take in that's that's good to it. And so I'm trying to look at it in a better light, and I I still think I, I hope that it's over soon enough because. We do see like NFT projects kind of coming up soon. I'm going to say it. I don't think we go into a crazy mint and print season, but I think there are going to be a few. I think there are a few sleepers in the market right now as far as upcoming projects go. I'm going to say that. I think that there are projects that are going under people's radars right now. And it's just it's just a matter of time before a word gets around. Nonetheless, that was really long-winded. Psyop, get it the Name hell over with. Name them? Fuck. Okay. The ones that I think are like an absolute sleeper right now, like an absolute, absolute sleeper. <sighs> Besides Bodagos, obviously. Pluto Misfits. You weren't paid to say that and I didn't want to hear it. I wasn't paid to say it, no. Pluto Misfits. And full disclosure, I actually, I, I, I am working with them in some very light capacity. But they are, I think, one of the, going to be one of the biggest projects coming up in the future it's a polygon mint that's why people really don't care anymore i think you Polygon's just show really... two people you work for frisk funny i know let me let me i'll just say it straight up i i don't work for pluto but i am writing a thread for them i'll, I'll just put that out mm. there um that's 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 all that's the extent of it for me um but that's not it's not even it's just a sponsored thing that's all but they are cool people they i i, I think that polygon volume has really fallen off to a point where it actually looks interesting to me now to want to get involved in a lot of those nfts even long term i think that the attention has really really fucked off in polygon hard and i can see the tweets in the timeline where people are clowning it and i'm like i'm personally a believer in polygon in at least the midterm and i think there's a lot of potential there that's what i will say so pluto is definitely the one i think is the biggest sleeper dude frisk we're both in magic batch do we get whitelist to this shit dude not only do we get whitelist the community we actually can talk to them and we can get our communities whitelist too what? All right. Yeah, Looks yeah. like the Nifty's gonna get whitelist. What's up? Yeah. No. Yeah. See, like literally, that's why I was like, when they they asked me to write a thread, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm down. Just we gotta hook up me and we gotta hook up the squirrels, and I, and and they won't have an issue with that at all. Okay. Okay. Well, learn something new every day. Maddie, how you living? Dude, I'm doing all right, dude. I was trying to fucking jet to the house so my audio wouldn't be total shit, but. Dude, a lot of stuff coming in the BRC swap space. Like, I've seen, like, three people introduce some kind of Uniswap thing that they're trying to do to really kind of make these e-liquid pictures more liquid. 
So that's pretty interesting, seeing a lot of price action there. Dude, another person I know hit like three 10Xs back-to-back on Pulse, and I'm just itching for my money to hit the bridge. Um, the Ocean Explorers or something Explorers, I don't know. Some guy was like a seed round investor for Solana on that project, and it's like heist, but pirate heist or something. And that, that project actually looks pretty interesting. Like that, I talked to them, and it looks pretty interesting. Don't work for them, but um, definitely looks pretty interesting on the upcoming project front. Um, but yeah, dude, I think these uh, BRCs still have some room to go. I'm starting to see a lot more people from my timeline start talking about them, so I'm like very much so phasing out and like moving to Pulse, because like if my entire moving timeline... Moving to Pulse. It's, it's just like an echo chamber, right? And like once everybody in the echo chamber starts talking about it, it's like the top is in for me personally and the way I trade. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to head out. Dude. So what is pulse? It's own L one. Yeah. It's like it's own L one. It's like a whole thing. Like, is it EVM? Can I just use MetaMask? Yeah, you can. Okay. All right. This is, this becomes inherently more interesting to me. So can you break this? This was that old hex chain. Yeah. So pretty much some nerd named Richard Hart who's like some guy who made people bags like to give you guys some context like one of the head devs at coinbase invested like not that much money in hex when it first came out he made so much money from hex that he forewent his like ipo shares at coinbase because he was like yeah i just made way too much money on hex so like, once that story got out, it started this doom loop on Hex where all of these people started making all of this money. And it's just like a rinse and repeat story of the same thing. It's like if you held Hex, you got PulseX. And then if you sent Hex to this address, you, like, sacrificed it. And then they would give you Pulse when it launches. So you were, like, a seed investor on this, like, new L1 chain that's supposed to be, like, super fast, very low fee, and, like fixes ethereum allegedly you know how these like l1 people are or whatever or alternative people so yeah long-winded rant but i don't know i think it's gonna print mm. Mm. that's just so much this is so many moving pieces it feels like yeah i gotta sacrifice something it sounds terrifying no 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 that was like if you wanted in early all you do right now is just bridge stables to this platform and buy everything at a discount because How long does it take the bridge? Couple, couple of days right now. The bridge is days. Very slow. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's like the Oregon Trail on steroids. Dude. Oh, <laughs> days. Yeah, but once it's there, bro, we print. All right. Well, I guess I'm gonna have to send it to a mailing address and hopefully get it over there. But we got a whole mess of hands. Let's pass it around. Ray, what's going on? Yo, I'm not trying to be that guy, but do we really want sleepers? Like, I think sleepers are like, maybe they go up a little. I mean, what I can understand, like, hey, this project just hit my radar, get whitelist so we can mint and dump. But like, let's say I'm not even trying to name. Well, I'll fucking name drop like KYDS. Like, I'm not even trying to be like, I'm, I fuck with this project hard, but like Kodama, like, these like projects that have been built in the last month, like obviously Bodagos and um, I don't even know the name of Soul Buckets project anymore. This is Sandbar. so bad. Sandbar, there you go. Yeah, like I mean, those two are obvious, right? But like, 
Sleeper plays? I don't know. I'm not going to buy any sleeper NFTs. You almost have to just see where volume goes and trade it accordingly. Like, unless there's... Like, I'm excited for Sandbar. I'm actually glad that they bumped it up to 7,777 supply and got more liquidity going into that uh, and just more, like, holders in general. It's something that I'm excited to support. I think I have a list. I got to bother them about that because I think they changed the suburb and I haven't submitted shit. I'm probably going to forget to submit it, to be honest. I'm really bad at managing discords. Like, generationally terrible at it. But, Ryder, what's going on? What is asset-smoking? thinking that they're going to raise 55k Solana right now in what is it like five six days what what is it anybody like explain to me why it's a good idea I'm so Dude, glad you brought this up let's fucking dive into that <laughs> let's get some tea yeah dude it's uh ah uh, dude I don't know. I mean, like, I've heard some people talking about it, but, like, I haven't really kept tabs on it, to be honest. Like, I don't know enough about it. And I feel like in this market right now, you need a solid amount of hype to ask for that. Like, we saw Heist had insane hype, respectively got the 6.2. Mad Lads had insane hype, respectively got the 6.9. After that, though, like, Wolf Capital had a ton of hype, sold at 4. I even think back to, like, the Lily days with the Dutch auction, sold at 4.4. Because, like, the market is just, if you're going to give them an opportunity to buy it cheaper, they'll buy it cheaper. And, like, Asset Dash is one that, like, I just don't see all over the timeline as hyperactive. Maybe because No. I, hell no. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. Like, I couldn't really tell you the use case or business case. Like, it's really interesting to me. I mean, they meant in five to six days. So, unless, like, liquidity completely cycles out of shit coins, it'll be curious to watch that mint. Like, we watched Wasta Corp sell 3,333. And that was what I was hearing about. Not as aggressively, but certainly I've heard more about Wasta, and I'm a huge Wasta fan. Like, that guy gets it. I enjoy talking trading with him a ton. Very good call around stuff. And uh, that's the thing for me was, like, if he couldn't get up the same type of traction at a cheaper mint price than what with Asset value. Dash is raising. Yeah, with value. With value. Like, he has a strong, like, alpha value proposition. Like, Asset Dash, I don't know who the fuck you think you are, but... The, the, it, it ain't it ain't it fam it's a no for me dog i mean you saw even on suey gomi's went from like 45 to like i think we need more dgen mints right now like good art point one. so i think that's why gomi's did good like they dropped that shit down low gave us a chance to make fucking some tiny bit of fucking money like what 0.7 soul it went up but i don't know man i'm not i'm just not fucking bullish at all I think we need more degen, more cheap shit, more cool looking shit for the low. It is just interesting to me too, because like you look at a lot of this stuff where the market's going, and like it seems like the liquidity has now flown to just ordinals. Like ABC is literally up a hundred percent because they're going to ordinals, the full supply. So like there seems to be more of an interest there because everyone saw those Bitcoin frogs go from twenty five dollars to four grand with liquidity, and then on top of that, you're looking at like a bunch of these other projects over there that have done similar, like fifty dollars to five hundred. And it's an impressive swing and like liquidity is certainly there as it becomes easier to buy and sell these different assets. And a lot of people are waiting for like BitGod's BRC20 token. There's a lot of like catalysts going on right now at Bitcoin Miami for a lot of this stuff. And it seems like that's just really where the focus is. So, I mean, I, the market's going to be really interesting over the next month, I think, here. And it makes sense, though, because like you look at the marginal spread of like NFT market ca uh, market cap compared to Seoul, uh, ETH NFT market cap compared to ETH, like BTC is nowhere near that marginal spread. It feels like there's a lot more room to run. I see Deucey laughing, y'all laughing. I'm just saying, market cap does matter. Oh, 100%. And like the market cap of BRC tokens compared to ETH shitcoins is like 
alarming at how small BRCs are. So like you do have exchanges starting to add those, which opens up a whole new amount of liquidity to get into that space. But I want to pass it over to Winners. Winners, what do you got for us? Give us a shit coin that's going to 10,000x. Okay, darling. Uh, got one? Nope. Oh, okay. All right. We'll bounce uh, back. <laughs> uh, no. What I'm about to say is much different from the normal BS that I give you. Um, so I need you to pay attention. And okay. we completely glossed over Hong Kong deploying their pilot CBDC. For them to deploy their own CBDC, it will give them... It, like what is do you know who who's powering that cbdc what the fuck's a cbdc central bank digital currency it's a government yeah. controlled crypto okay who's powering it ripple xrp exactly even more fucking bullish case for what i'm about to say um it gives them the competitive advantage over us as the us just on monetary effectiveness so like reducing costs, uh, the like printing actual physical money and handling transactions. Do you know how big that market is? Like, do you have any? Do like you back up the Brinks? It's track? Bigger than a dollar. Yep, it's like way bigger than a dollar. You that Brinks track? Just look up how much Brinks actually does, like, like year over year. And okay, so places like where I'm from that are limited in access to banking services, um, which will just directly correlate to economic growth, like in places where I live and poverty reduction outside of like just having first movers advantage. Um, I guess like if we were to deploy our own CBDC, the government can see every damn transaction and and can tax you accordingly so like that's like a negative but why like i don't i don't think that we're talking about this enough it, am i wrong am i right no i'm well, a lot of people are like concerned about cbdc's i'm actually just filmed a youtube video i'm dropping tomorrow about like this entire situation and the whole ripple thing because on top of it south korea is rolling out a cbdc in partnership with samsung so it's not just Hong Kong. Like these countries are trying it. India's rolling one out, and I actually do want to toss it to Deep because I'm not sure if he has anything to share on that. But they've been like aggressively rolling one out. Uh, Samsung's one that they're trying is actually to settle payments offline. So you'll be able to just scan a QR code and use CBDC transactions to settle payments without an internet connection, which takes crypto to like a whole new means of literally having your cell phone as your bank. And like, there's a lot of interesting stuff that can happen with it, but you're seeing the US push back. Elizabeth Warren just put out a bill to make cryptocurrency illegal in full. And that to me was like, what in the hell is going on? Like, thank God her like history of bill writing is absolutely abysmal. Like it makes a single A baseball player look like an absolute all-star. And that's like a benefit. So that's something that like I keep thinking about is like when you have these government entities that don't fully understand the internet, let alone cryptocurrency, pushing out on the, arguably the most emerging space right now from the US, it's going to lead to other countries that are more open and willing to adopt this technology to scale at a much faster rate. It's why you have a bunch of countries pushing to join the BRICS, which is Brazil, Russia, India, uh, yeah, India, China, and South Africa. And now 19 more countries want to join. Iraq just banned the US dollar entirely to show a promotion towards the BRICS. You have a bunch of other countries in the East doing similar actions and kind of just making this really aggressive stand to push for whether it's a separate currency from the dollar, which in my opinion is more bullish for cryptocurrency, 
and like a lot of other key things here that like if the world adopts it at a faster rate than the U.S., the U.S. either has to block it entirely, which will be damn near impossible, or play catch up, which is only better for like the overall situation. On top of that, Hong Kong has a lot of other catalysts coming in June where they're actually enabling retail investors to freely invest in digital assets, whether that's crypto or NFTs and other third parties. So there is a potential for a liquidity push going into June, but it's a matter of like how that looks and what it looks like. So I'm glad you brought it up because I do think it's really interesting. And XRP is still in this massive lawsuit with the United States. So a lot of information there, but it is like something to keep eyes on because if XRP wins, then like the floodgates are open. This shit is going to just cook, like absolutely cook. They did also just purchase Metaco, a $250 million acquisition for a Swiss company that allows for uh, payment processing for institutions. So like huge strides being made by Ripple despite them getting sued to high hell. But let's get some of these hands in deep. What's going on? Hey, easy. How's it going, man? It's going well, uh, Deep. How are you? Dude, absolutely alive and kicking, especially after that win against Celtics yesterday. Dude, you guys are giving you. in to him. No, no. Fuck dude, you. Dude, Amy Butler up. literally came to your court I don't and care. showed you. No, you will. You will when you lose, man. Uh, watch but it. no, that's. I, I will. Uh, you watch it. No, the no. point. The, <laughs> this is a very interesting conversation, right? Uh, the thing with my country here is that, like, there's like uh, a boatload of transactions that happen in cash. Like, there's an obscene amount of black money here, and the government's priority has always been like the, the recent government's priority since they came on has always been to reduce that black money. So six, seven years back, they literally, uh, they did that all the, uh, all the circulating, uh, you know, like major notes, like the, the, the amount of rupees that were out, they, they literally banned the notes right off the bid, uh, off the bat. They said that from, from, you know, tonight, uh, 8 PM, you will not be able to, uh, use these circulating supply of notes. So that entire move was to really sort of crack down on the existing supply of black money. So right now they are going in pretty heavy with the kind of regulations against crypto in general uh, because they have noticed that there's an obscene amount of transactions happening not only at cash but also crypto is used as a medium to send money across other countries. So they see it as a big challenge. So they are real. They have already launched the pilot CBDCs. Uh, but it still hasn't picked up uh, uh, the the sort of waves that it should have. But what uh, other thing has happened in India is that the digital uh, payment sort of interfaces that are there here that have uh, they have really gone mainstream. So even someone who's who's like on the streets, uh, you know, who's a vendor or someone who's driving like uh, a taxi, everyone has those digital form of payments. So that has significantly brought down the use of cash. So I I think they are going to really go in heavy uh, with other countries to sort of minimize uh, the the borderline effect of crypto in general. And CBDCs are going to be a big sort of uh, tool for them to do it. We have also seen UK, you know, their prime minister and you know their recent government is too uh, big onto CBDCs. Uh, I, I genuinely don't know like how it all you know is going to sort of end up being like but I I'm not a big fan to, to be very honest like all it does is sort of 
bring in new form of surveillance that is going to like that's an obscene amount of power that you're giving to anyone right like it doesn't matter like what the underlying goal is like that's just too much power so uh you know we can have this conversation for hours and you know like we'll not get anywhere but i did want to say something that i'm forgetting but yeah you know like i do believe that nfts like uh, slowly and steadily we are going to come back to you know it all it takes is you know like a uh, few collections to spark that fire and bring back the attention as we saw a few months back so slowly uh, i think that that is going to happen and all the liquidity is going to start flowing into nfts once again because the momentum for shit points on both chains is fading slowly and after ben you know launches his token i think it's going to be really difficult uh for any shit coins to really get any kind of attention that is where you start placing your bets onto nfts because a lot of nfts are starting to show the signs of being bottoming out so yeah i'm also keeping an eye on the dollar because dollar has been absolutely ripping since the bottom and we are at resistance right now so if we do deviate above i think over a long term like i wouldn't be surprised if dollar starts running once again absolutely against the flow so yeah I think you're spot on. It's it, the dollar's been absolutely cooking, like you said. It's at macro resistance right now, so I'm hoping we actually like we actually see a dip back under a hundred for the dollar, which would send crypto at a much more volatile rate to the upside. Bitcoin dominance is certainly there, especially with the cycle now moving into ordinals and other Bitcoin NFTs, which is like kind of interesting to me because it's the first time we've really seen mass liquidity start to move over there and gain interest at like an alarming rate, with it becoming much easier for people to trade those with all the various marketplaces and transparency on when transactions are going through. But NB, what do you got for us? Yo, 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 easy. I was watching a guy dressed as a, a bush jump scare people in Cuba. And then okay. I was telling Frisk about the Satai. And I uh, completely missed everything you guys were talking about. But I, I did want to share an art play, if that's allowed. I'm not yeah, oh, sure. Dude, absolutely. Is... Oh, yeah? Dude, hell okay, yeah. Cool. So I pinned it up. Obviously, Pablo isn't the one dropping it. But it's Arsenal, which I'm sure is in there. And it's a uh, it's a drop between Anna, Anna Lucia, who is a art blocks uh, artist, and the Quilters of G's Bend, which is really fucking cool. It's like this group of women in Alabama who have been making quilts for like generations, and like the lady they had on the space this morning is like their their oldest member, and she like had started when she was eleven. And it was just cool listening to like the two of them talk. But so you can mint it now on Arsenal. It's three hundred dollars um, or whatever that is in East. You can use credit card if you want. It's what I did because I didn't want to pay gas. And then I um, and then if you want to, you can turn your unique quilt into a a real one. Uh, they're allowing a bunch of uh, collect holders to like commission the G spend. But G-Spend's huge. They're in the Smithsonian. Uh, they had a lot of uh, institutional recognition in the early 2000s. Um, but unfortunately, we're never able to, to see financial success from that. So they got a ton of exposure, but they, they didn't get a ton of uh, uh, sales or, or movement in that regard. So this is their attempt to try to get funding that's rightfully owed to that community so it's a great purpose it's a beautiful project and uh yeah dig deep into it 
I always appreciate when you come with the uh, the alt art plays. It's always really interesting to me because I don't know shit about that space. So appreciate the alpha. I'm gonna have to dive into it a little bit further. Deuce, what do you got for us? Yeah, one sec. Okay, I'm sorry. I was unmuting my dogs, like freaking the fuck out, along with uh with yours, uh, dude. I want to talk about something that you guys have not spoke about. It's something I've been diving more into um, since people are diving into different block. What the fuck, dude? My dog just made that weird ass noise. Um, since people are uh, jumping into different blockchains and uh, different ecosystems. Uh, I've been exploring Hedera recently, and dude, they've had an insane uptick in volume. Um, normally, they stay around like two hundred to three hundred thousand Hedera in volume. So they just had massive days recently with a couple of hype mints, and uh, I've made a nice little bag. Wes, I see you fucking laughing at me. I am not coming up here to show my fucking bags. I'm not selling anything, so uh, it's okay, Wes. Uh, but yeah, dude, I just want to tell you guys about the ecosystem over there. They're insanely cool people. Um, so if you haven't talked to anybody from Hedera, dude, go check them out. They're an insane group of. Uh, of guys are really intelligent and dude, they'll give you the share off their fucking backs. We've hit like 800,000 Hedera in volume, which is almost a three X uh, to four X from like average daily volume. And uh, dude, I've been printing over there. My average entry is like two K H bar from Solana. And um, that's like what fucking, I don't even know. It's super cheap, but uh, I'm sitting around like what? 10,000 Hedera in uh, offers right now for my NFTs. So it's a pretty nice little ecosystem. And a, a lot of the stuff over there, if you can get in, and um, you can tell what's going to be uh, doing really well. You can print pretty easily. So I would definitely recommend if you're uh, kind of burnt out on different chains. Is Zeus still the main marketplace? So I I use Zeus only because it's the one that I'm most comfortable with. Apparently, there are multiple different ones, uh, but it's the main one I use. I still have like four Zeus passes because I got into HBAR like fairly early. Was on those HBAR ghost things pretty aggressively. Made a nice bag. I still have a, I still like DCA HBAR. Like I'm a, I like the token a lot especially at the price point it's at. I think it had some very solid upside, especially when you look at the validators in that ecosystem are all like Fortune 500s, like every single one of them. So that's something I keep looking at. It's uh, it's interesting. I'm going to have to continue to dive back into it and see what's going on with it. But Frisk, what do you got for us? Um, God, I wish Bunny was here. We were having this conversation a few days ago and I asked him about when in, okay, sad reality. There is a there is a reality somewhere out there where we never see another NFT bull run. I don't think that's this reality, but I just want to put it out there. So when I say I know, I know, I know, I don't believe that. Just for the record, I don't subscribe to that. But when and if the NFT bull run comes back, I'm a firm believer in that a lot of the bull run and the momentum is going to be pushed and moved by new projects and new blood. That's my own personal thesis. I mean, that's clear and, as day. So then, this is the thing that I'm telling myself and I, i'm just oh man you're you're going full robot on me shit hello you're full robot bro oh god damn yeah better cool um you're better cool cool, cool. okay going into the bull run i personally don't want to be holding more than like five different projects i think that's what i'm kind of coming to is like keep it kind of concentrated in the, the the truthful winners i know there is benefit to being diversified but I seriously, seriously believe that doubling down on the on the winners, especially because I think there are going to be so few come the bull run, is so important. It's also a big part of my thesis for one of one art, and why I why it's, while it's not really a thesis, it's just kind of like the blatant part of it is that like it doesn't need to do anything; it just exists, which is so beautiful about it. And I I I I, I seriously, seriously want to like put more capital into that if anything else. And so I think that going forward, at least for me. While I do think that there are a lot of NFT projects on secondary that are bottoming out, and I do agree with the deep on this, because like 
as shitcoin like get bored people want things to play with they want things to fuck around and like trade on i do think that we're going to see some resurgences but i don't know how much we're going to see a lot of projects ever come back at all i don't think some projects will ever break their all-time high again like some projects that were like blue chips at one point i don't think we'll ever see them break their all-time high in floor price ever again and I, that's just something that i believe in so personally that's why i I'm really shifting towards focusing solely on mints and like a handful of projects that I want to accumulate, but mostly one of one art. I don't think you're wrong by any means. Usually bull runs cycle with new liquidity and new things. People want the, the next shiny object, just like we see even now. And it comes to a point where it's like launching in a bear, despite being more difficult, definitely has more upside potential as the market returns. But you struggle with like competing with those other net new projects that are launching peak hype cycles and doing like insane numbers. And I do agree. Like I think five projects is could even potentially be optimistic. It's going to be more of like a catalyst driven event, especially in this kind of market. So it's something that I'm, I'm in the same boat as I, it'll be curious to just see how it all kind of pans out, but I want to go down to beat then MB before we wrap. Yeah. What's goody. Um, couple things. Um, one, I, I, I've been thinking a lot about this, the the whole blur thing, right? With them introducing gambling and then introducing lending and whether it's done from a predatory stance. And and I don't want to get into that now, but it's something I've been thinking about. It's just how it affects the NFT market. And then the other thing that I think that has had this strange effect on it is Twitter blue. Not being able to change your your picture at will is ridiculous, especially if you have a, a, a wallet hooked up to it, justifying and proving your identity. You should be able to change PFPs from wallet to wallet because that is your identity. So I think that is a weird glitch that's had a weird effect on the Twitter overall ecosystem. Next up, Montana has just completely banned TikTok, which is super depressing if you live in Montana and you're a TikToker. Um, Nate Chastain, the Who guy the from, lives in Montana. I, I don't know, but apparently not that many TikTokers anymore. Um, Nate Chastain from OpenSea. I think he's getting ready for his sentencing. And he, he was the guy who was doing the insider trading, blah, blah, blah. Turns out that he only made about 50 grand when all is said and done. And he could be looking at 40 fucking years. So that is crazy. Next up, Looks Rare, I think, is going to introduce um, raffles on their platform to try and acquire some more business. I think D Gods, Bitcoin D Gods, are having some sort of maybe party tonight at the Jonathan Schultz Gallery in Miami. And, dude, the other thing, you were talking about CBDCs. The only, dude, the, the thing that is scary to me about that is I, I think, like, let's say a year ago, when anybody talked about CBDC, it was going to be pegged to the U.S. dollar as as the not anymore, dude. I know, and 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 so I, I did some research. So March second was when Russia, for the first time, decided to to utilize their master chain. They call their blockchain the master chain. It's the official blockchain of Russia. And back on March second, they it, it is scary as fuck. And they were they they turned I think one million Chinese yen. I don't know. So there's a CBDC with Russia and China and like it gets, yeah, like it, there's, there's, there's some, I don't know, things are changing. And so we got to, I just try and keep my eye on all the balls back to you easy. Hey, I appreciate all the alpha in that nice little news breakdown. You crushed that. 
also just a bunch of good insight. I appreciate you for sure. Let's go to NB and then Ray before we wrap. That was really great beat. I, I enjoyed the Montana bit with TikTokers probably more than I should have. To Frist's point, I, I just wanted to say from being in this NFT shit for three years now, like we had, I, I, I would agree with you, but on the point that when we have these mass influx events, everyone comes in at once and whatever's there they're looking at and then they go forward no one ever goes back unless anything's like lingering and we saw that with the first like big run with uh after the people sale when art was like the number one thing there's a lot of artists that became like very big in the space we moved to pfps uh with that mass influx event uh following board ape and it's like nobody knows the artists when the when the open edition meta came back. So it, I, I don't know. I, I would be like, I, I almost like being not having too many holdings if I'm looking to like make a return per se. Cause I feel like whatever this next max influx into the market brings is going to be what I'm interested in. And there's just no way to predict that. So it's like gambling to even try. Yo, a hundred percent. That's probably the best way to put it. Ray, what do you got for us? Yeah, I, I believe in the one-on-one meta. I, with all the shitcoin profits, I fucking went and bought two more OG bear marketers. You know, I mean, I, well, I traded. Uh, we we done. We were doing some trading and shit, but yeah, basically down on the my slime, up on shitload of chainsy stock. Um, but with that, I'm like a hyper trader, right? I mean, you know me, easy. I'm trading all fucking day with my fucking eyes closed, but. When you have bags of one-on-one, it's like a longer hold, right? And and what I'm getting used to over the last couple of weeks, uh, I have, also NFTs are dead, right? Um, it's just kind of boring. So you can, like, I've just been on Soul Casino fucking playing Monopoly and dumb shit and uh, drawing a lot more, hanging around the Discord a lot more. And honestly, I mean, we're just, like, buying shit. We're not really trading anything. I don't know. It, it's it's a lot slower. It, it feels a lot safer, like, having one-on-one bags, right? Because the numbers are not going down. But I, I just miss trading. I fucking miss minting and dumping shit all day. I do all think right, eventually please. it comes back to that. I just think right now, like, a lot of people are hyper-conscious of not buying bullshit, which is, like, honestly a good sign. It just shows, like, liquidity is still there. That's very clear. We saw it come back with the heist. We saw it come back in full with Mad Lads. And I think there are going to be other events that cause like liquidity to stir up and people to get excited for short periods of time. And then it's just maintaining on catalysts that drive price action. But beat before we wrap, you got a minute. Yeah. And last thing, um, there, there was a token that came out called grumpy cat token. And apparently, <laughs> listen, it, 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 this isn't a shill or anything. It has nothing to do with the NFT project grumpy cat. But what's interesting is the attorneys that, Got to, I guess the attorneys got together with the um, copyright holders of Grumpy Cat and they can't get a hold of the token people. So they used ERC 1155s to serve them notice. Um, so I think yep. it's really, yeah, that's fucking crazy. The, the legal, the legal world. Yeah. Watch your wallet for legal notifications yep. moving forward. That and Nyan Cat token, they sent two cease and desists via the blockchain to the, the, deployer wallets so it's the first time i've actually seen that it's uh it's really really interesting for sure but that's gonna do it for today's episode i appreciate everyone rocking with us a lot of good conversation about the space macro conditions global experiences the cbdc situation everything else as well so just great dialogue 
Shout out all the speakers. Shout out all the great listeners as well. Appreciate you guys rocking with us day in and day out. We're back in at 8 a.m. Eastern time to wrap up the week. Have a beautiful night, and we'll catch you next time.